will tear your soul apart. Tear it up. Tear it. Tear him up. Tear him up! Well, what do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. Yeah, it's not like we're gonna play music right now or any shit like that. We're just gonna, I guess, do. Should we do? We have this, to do some sort of introduction. Yeah, because this is the first episode of, of our Bigfoot is Real podcast. <laughs> yes, it's a swerve. It's all to get people into <laughs> buying Amway. <laughs> I can't find podcasts to listen to. I like the idea of podcasts. Always liked radio. I always like the idea of uh, of Gene. Uh, what's his fit? You know the Chris. This you know how he would just get on the mic and talk back in the day. Oh, Gene Shepard. Gene Shepard. But I mean, he was he was savvy enough to be able to go for an hour, and a lot of those shows aren't great. But I like radio. I like just listening to people talk about shit they're into. But it's like most of the podcasts I I try to listen to while I'm working or something like that. It's just guys giggling over shit. You know, people giggling over shit or just saying something sucks. I mean, we're not experts. You know, most yeah, but we've seen a lot. Of yeah, movies. we've seen a lot of stuff, and we have ideas. But it's like I'm not, I'm not good at breaking a film down thematically. I've always been terrible with theme, with subtext, stuff like that. Sometimes I, I mean, it's in your face. You know, when George right. Romero tells you they're us and we're them, you know, <laughs> and you're like, duh, thanks, George. You know, but I'm not great with that. I guess it's the Stephen King thing: story, what's happening. Is it effective? Does it come from some place? But, you know, I can watch a movie like Ginger Snaps and I can understand why it affects people a certain way. Right. But it's not working for me and I'm taking it just as a film. Yeah, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, and it's just, I don't know. It's just, also, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's to have fun. And if people who do listen to it find us interesting, they'll come back, hopefully. Right. Well, remember when we were kids? And no. were... <laughs> I wish. Maybe it's one of my problems. You know, reviewers used to be just someone you agreed with. So whether it was in print or yeah. on TV, you'd go, oh, he likes all the crazy movies I like. Right, right. So this way, you know. So it means, I mostly ended up liking Village Voice writers, I guess, early on because they were less uptight about certain things. Because right. otherwise it was Gene Shall Shellfish, Gene Shallon, <laughs> going, I don't understand this. Or Roger Ebert getting pissed off over a movie that if he didn't get pissed off, nobody would see. Uh, I spit on your grave or whatever the fuck that is. Right. But I mean, also, it was just getting an idea of what was out there. I would spend all my time at Newdorp High School, I would spend lunch hour going through the newspapers and the magazines just for media articles and ads. I mean, I was, I was nerdy enough that I was clipping them out and making scrapbooks of them because I wanted to see everything. But the funny thing was, I was much more of a science fiction fan back then. It was safer. Robots, spaceships, you know. There was, I, you never go to see a science fiction movie, really and come out feeling disturbed unless it's a horror right. hybrid and i liked horror but i was afraid to go see horror movies i'm easily scared i still am very easily scared well see i was thinking about that today i i don't think i've been scared at a movie since i was a teenager yeah and before that i was always scared i'm i have always been terrified by horror movies and i still am terrified by horror movies especially since i'm watching a lot of them by myself you know i'm sitting there well, the atmosphere. It's, right. it's late at night. Yeah, and I, but I, I have an imagination. I think most people into horror do, and they jump to conclusions while watching the movie, and it's very easy to build up tension. See, one of the problems I have with horror movies is that the, being scared isn't the part of it I like. It's not the roller coaster. 
I just, I don't care about being scared. I don't like jump scares. I don't care if they get me. That's fine. I'm not fighting the movie. I don't understand people who seem to be fighting the movie. Oh, nothing scares me. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's like they're drinking hot sauce. Hot sauce. Exactly. It's like, it's not an endurance test. I don't see horror movies as an endurance test. I'm not interested in them as an endurance test. Well, I mean. If I have to endure something that sounds like it was, you know, a fucking experience that wasn't pleasurable. So do you get into horror as a kid from, you know, old Universal? So you're, yeah. you're growing up. It was monsters. Just monsters. Monsters was the thing. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. Godzilla, it's Frankenstein, yes. it's the Wolfman, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. And if anybody's thinking Frankenstein's a monster, they can go fuck themselves right now. We know. Shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that was because we, we grew up in New York and it was one of the great hubs for television oh. and movies. Well, I remember being, I think... I don't know, preteen or something. Yeah. I feel like Channel 13 did a series where they yeah. showed all the Universal yes, movies that's exactly in order. Right. Yeah. And I was, obsessed, I was with obsessed with that. I had to see it in order. I yep. didn't want to miss anything. Yeah. Because I, even then, I was curious do they link to each other? Yeah, because they were using the same music and the same actors. You'd almost think that, you know, because they would, what, what was it? They, Swan, uh, Swan Lake? Is that what they, they would use Swan Lake, I think, as the opening music for The Mummy Not and sure. for something else. Yeah. And Dwight Fry runs through all the goddamn things, and Boris Karloff's in them, and they had some some of the directors. So yeah, I mean, well, it felt like a real, it felt like a world. There was a, there was the Universal had, that was definitely the first monster group, that and Godzilla, sure. Mm. And Harryhausen was almost like his own thing. All the stop motion seemed like it was one universe because it was generally Harryhausen. All the guys who who came in his wake and were doing stuff with stop motion, it was it was of a kind, you know. Here's a dinosaur with a guy. Here's a demon with with some people. Skeletons. Yeah, and it was like those movies just from the the craft were almost up there. So it was like, you know, you had the Japanese movies, you had the Universal guy in a suit movies, and you had stop motion movies. But I never got into, here's a dude with a knife, uh, here's a haunted house. That stuff just really freaked me out. Um, I had a really bad reaction to the movie House on a Haunted Hill as a kid. I think Channel 5 had... Like, you remember how you'd remember what movies were on what stations? Sure, of course. It was ridiculous. You know, Channel 11 had Avon and Costello, so you'd catch yeah. that. Uh, children, it... children shouldn't play with dead nine? things. Nine? Nine. Nine. <laughs> yeah. right? right? And Nine had the most horror ads. Oh, nine yeah. had the cheapest rates, obviously, because Nine was hard to watch at night for me as a kid growing up in Brooklyn and Staten Island. Yeah. Phantasm. Fucking Phantasm ad. Fucking Suspiria ad. Um, Dawn of the Dead. Zombie. Oh. I didn't see those movies for years because those ads actually gave me nightmares. They freaked me out. Oh, yeah. And you would have been really young when those were coming out. Too. Sure. 78? Yeah. So it would have been 13 and maybe even early. They were even... Remember when they have ads for books? And they were hor- some horror books that they oh. have ads for and they really freaked me out. I haven't seen Suspiria. That's a, that's a hole in my... Like, that's one I say, oh, I haven't seen Suspiria. And people are like, you got to be kidding me. And I'm like, I know. I know. And I, I'm, I think it's because of that ad. It took me a long time to see that some of the movies that were on those... Halloween... Hell no. I saw that. I didn't see that when it first came out. Up until about 80, I think, I didn't see horror movies in the theaters. 80, actually, maybe later. 82. I had to be dragged to them. I was just terrified. I mean, honestly scared to go. The way that I'm like nervous right now. Or going on roller coasters or asking girls out. Well, yeah. I remember I remember going to Poltergeist. It's rated PG. What? That was bullshit, right? Because that, yeah. that film... Oh, no, yeah. Is, it's a good film. It knocks you in the face a few and times. we're watching it... <laughs> And I'm thinking, okay, this is all right, all right. And then the guy rips his face off in the mirror. That's the and one. And I get up and I walk out of the theater. Are you serious? Yes. It was too much. And that 
was the last time I was totally terrified really? in a movie. Because there's much worse. I mean, the stuff that you watch, you watch stuff that I'm, you know what I mean? Right, Let's right. tear the family apart for, g- for giggles. I mean, I'm like, holy shit, you know. You and I know a lot of what we're into, but I, you have seen a lot more a lot more films than I have. I mean, from your 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 martial arts collection is in oh, what? Yeah, yeah. You can say it. 2,000. 2000 martial arts films? We, we watched about 1,000. Jesus. I can't remember. Over eight years. I can't remember like 20 of them. I know we watched more than that. But you know what I'm saying? I, you, this is one of my problems with podcasts. Okay. Hey, let's do a podcast of horror movies. And I forget every goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life instantly. It's like when you're asked, what's your five favorite somethings? Five seconds. Uh, I don't know. Poltergeist. Yeah, that, I was really surprised because Spielberg was involved. Uh, it was very slick. And usually slick horror films, I, I would say, except for Jaws, nothing had really freaked me out that looked like a big Hollywood yeah, but movie. Jaws, Jaws is, the slickness of Jaws yeah. isn't, it doesn't look... No, it's... You it's, know what I mean? It's, it's grimy. Organic it's grimy, it, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Poltergeist is a slick-looking film. Oh, it's beautiful. You know? It's a really pretty film. There's moments of it that are very Spielbergian, I guess. You know, white, you got your lights. I mean, it could be The Well of Souls. It could be, uh, you know, all sorts of shit. But yeah, that, that really did suck you in because it's a weird mix. I, I don't. I haven't read up on it, but you know, the whole, is it Toby Hooper? Is it Steven Spielberg? From last I heard, it was... It was it was Toby Hooper. Yeah. Yeah, he, it, there was... And the DP and the cinematography people are obviously Spielberg's people because right. that doesn't look like any Toby, you know, Hooper film. Supposedly, I think it was one article written after Spielberg visited the set yeah. where they went, oh, Spielberg's really directing it. It's spun out of control. Yeah. Hooper's a weird director. He's hit and miss. I, you know, you, I, you... I can't say I like him, his work on the whole. I mean, I, like, I really like Texas Chainsaw. Sure. I saw that one very late in life. That was a film like I was afraid of, you know? You know, I just recently found out that that was a film that wasn't on cable, really. Really? Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, Joe Bob Briggs said yeah. that he wasn't able to show it on his old cable show. Reputation? It just it was just... Don't Which play is it. funny because it's it's a lot... It's interesting to see those films from the 70s and 80s that have the video nasty appellation or, like Texas Chainsaw, a movie that had the, the fan magazines and the furor over it freaked you out as a kid and you're like well I you know there are some kids who gravitate towards that I gotta see that I'm the kind of person who at the time was like I do not want to see it. I'm terrified of Texas Chainsaw Massacre I mean the guy with the skin on his face that's all I needed Good night. it sure. didn't look like anything it, else out there and it looked real it looked real it looked a little porny that's the thing we've talked about I mean other people have too I mean that whole the cheaper some films are the better I think they work when you don't know who the actors are when you don't know which way it's going to turn and they're not they're not the director doesn't have certain ticks and cliches that are saying, okay, we're going to go left, we're going to go right, we're going upstairs now, we're going to go in the basement, we're going to do this shit. I saw, I, I had no idea what to expect. And I, it was better than I thought it would be as a film, crazier than I thought it would be, and less bloody than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And almost every movie that has the word massacre in it is bullshit, you know? Meat Cleaver, Hollywood Meat Cleaver Massacre, there's, there's a massacre... There's one meat cleaver. It's a rib. Uh, zombie Island Massacre? No zombies, no massacre. That's really bad. That's two out of three. That's like, that's not, uh, Meatloaf wouldn't, right. wouldn't like it. St. Valentine's? Same, same, well, isn't that just shooting people? St. Valentine's Day Massacre? people in that. Yeah. yeah, but it's not horrible, right? It's like, no. put your hands up <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Nice hat. If, like, most, mo- <laughs> most monsters don't tell you, put your hands up. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It would be good if you had monsters who came in there and it's like, hey, Rawhead Rex says, put your hands up. Yeah, All right. Peeing on you. Oh, well, yeah. There's that. <laughs> what a shitty fucking movie. 
<laughs> and a mask that looks like you ordered it from the back of uh, Famous Monsters yeah, in yeah. 78. It's not even a Don Post. It's like, you know, it's post-Don Post. It's just fucking... That movie is horrible. It's a movie you talk to. You go, this is horrible. Yeah. Fuck. I've seen the future of horror and Broadhead Rex is not on the list. <laughs> fucking horrible movie. Clive Marker movies are fucking amazing. We, you know, if we, if we keep going with this one, that's that, that Transformations movie or whatever the hell. You've got to see it. Well, that. you shouldn't yeah. see it, really. Like, I wouldn't... As a friend, I'm saying I don't everything. see it. I know, I know. It's it's a fucking music video stretched out to an hour. And it's like a it's night. It's worse than Nightbreed, in that there is nothing there. You know, it, there's like the, it, there's not even an editor's cut of this fucking movie. It's so bad. <laughs> I didn't see Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, here, I took a horror class at NYU when I was in film school. Um, what did they teach other than that? They scared you. They would get, they would just come up behind you and scare Boom. you. A, 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 Do you know how you much you're gonna yourself. owe? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your parents aren't paying for it. I know. I lucked out. I got a scholarship for art. Don't ask me how. But I, I was not supposed to be in the art school. So last minute, they find out that they tell me you're in the wrong school. My mother flips out on me. So I'm supposed to be in the film school. Film school. They don't care if you're good or smart. Just give us the money. Yeah, you're in film school. So I end up in film school, and I'm like, okay, I'm in film school. I didn't want to go to any school, actually. I wanted to go to SVA or, or whatever the fuck. And I wouldn't take any of the, I would not take any of what I call bullshit courses, you know? My mom had this grip on me, and I was like, well, thousands of dollars are at stake here for me to be what? I don't know. To be an animator? To be an animator in the 80s, when, you know, cartoons were shit, and Don Bluth was struggling to make movies, Bakshi was ripping people off to make movies. The animation was in the pits. But it's what I wanted to do. And I wouldn't take like the Hitchcock class or the Kubrick stuff. I took philosophy. I took sociology. I did it more out of fear. Like this is what you're supposed to be doing in college. If, I mean, why should my mother pay for me to take a Hitchcock course when I can go read a book or watch the movies? But I was like, the only course that I took like that outside of screenwriting and actual editing and things like that was the, a horror class. And it was with this guy, William K. Everson, who it turns out years later, I realized wrote a lot of horror books in the 70s and was really into genre which didn't seem to me the kind of thing that professors were into you know i was just surprised that's where i saw texas chainsaw massacre of all things um he showed a wide variety of things and he talked about the merits of certain things and why he felt that they worked and it really did help me to look at horror in a different way to not just look at it as was that exciting or just you know from a filmic point of view things like that you know i mean i was 21 or two i didn't know anything but I was terrified watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I found it, plus it was on a big screen. They had a big amphitheater. And I just felt trapped in that movie in the way that a lot of good horror movies. I mean, and I realize it's tepid compared to what we have now. It wasn't then, though. No, not at all. And I like to watch a movie and try to keep in mind. I, like, I watch a movie. One of, again, one of the reasons we were talking about doing this is I watched Phantasm Five and I had nobody to talk to about it. I was, I, I, and I admit, I was nerd pissed about it. Not in the, here's what they should have done. I hate that. You know, I, you take the movie for what it is, not what you want it to be. If it fails, then you can go hang out with your friends and go, I wish they did this and that. But that to me is not valid criticism. I wanted more, you know, I wanted more tits. I wanted more gore. More balls. Yeah, yeah, more balls, right? And, but there was nobody to talk. So I go, okay, I'm going to go online and do the thing that I usually don't do and go down the rabbit hole and see what people thought because I needed to feel, this sounds dumb, not crazy that I thought it was terrible. Because it feels, you and I have talked about this. How, how could you not feel that that was terrible? I, 
I mean, it's it's, it's terrible. It's it's, it's terrible. terrible, and it's a terrible, terrible ending. phantasm film, and it's a terrible film. A terrible ending to the series. Sure is, sure is. Yeah, I ended up writing a ton. Of, I just like started writing about it. The, everybody's opinion is valid. That doesn't mean I have to agree with it. And it just like, what kind of mindset is that? This is the best phantasm ever. This is an epic. This is, and I'm just like, do they, do people know the meaning of words anymore? I, I think people never take into account their mood. Yeah. What they're going through in their life when they experience something that registers yeah. with them. We're all we're older. I'm 53. We saw movies in the theater regularly every week. I was going to one of six screens that I could walk a mile to, and to, if if there was nothing there, we took a bus. You know, and when I first moved out here, I had no friends, and it was the it was the late 70s, so you could go wherever the hell you wanted. It was like the little rascals. You know what I mean? Kid can get on two buses, go to the mall. I could disappear that night. Nobody would know. And go see whatever, you know, Moonraker. You know what I mean? Go see Sleeping Beauty because I was a, I was the only person above like seven or below 30 because I, I loved animation at the uh, Richmond, you know, which had the midnight movies, them and the Fox. But I mean, me and, when I started making friends out here, I met my I met Rob Beck at seeing Dracula, the Frank Langella Dracula. And... That became a habit, just going to one of those theaters every weekend. Movies were affordable. There was matinees. And it wasn't just horror. No, it was anything. Anything. I was watching comedies, action flicks. Because that's what you did as a kid. It was it was yeah. affordable. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you felt... And it was fun. You got everybody together, and then you'd try to sneak into the other movie. Because most... <laughs> at the Ray... I think we did that in our 30s. I haven't done that in a really long time. But yeah, I haven't done that in a really long time. But the Fox was pretty easy you just get lost in the mix and then just go into another theater the ray was a pain in the ass because you had to cross the candy county remember how that was set up but can't that goddamn candy counter was stretched out and that second movie by right the bathrooms. And, the, and the thing about the ray that sucked is the parking lot yeah faced the door so the headlights were constantly coming in exactly so the right combination and yeah. it's you're watching, like a yeah. boom tube you're watching open. the beast within yeah and then all of a sudden mr miracle boom tubes into your fucking <laughs> theater and I'm like God, hey I'm trying to watch close the door trying to watch the movie with the the, the, the ninja the robot the son, what the fuck was the that one? the eliminators trying to watch the eliminators here do you mind I, I saw I that there see. too yeah I saw that there that, that was a loud I was a loud kid in the movies I gotta admit I was if a movie was if you felt the audience vibe oh, yeah. yeah I was a I yelled at the screen and yeah. I'll tell you the truth I know that people hate it I know you you go to Exhumed you go to one of these movie things they go look Nobody's a professional comedian here. And it was every once in a while I go, well, I felt like yelling out, I get paid to write jokes. <laughs> you know? it's like, but it's true though. You don't want to fuck around. If the, but if the crowd goes for it, yeah, you know, you don't do mystery science theater. I mean, I, I have a problem. I talk in the theater. I used to a lot, a lot bad. You know, that's my, one of my problems. I, I'm better now. But this was one of those theaters. It was pretty crazy. I mean, I never went to a grindhouse. I never went to, a, to the 42nd Street. Too fucking nervous to do that. Oh, sure. You the read stories, Ellison. You read Ellison talking about drunks throwing drunks off the balcony. I walked around there going to Playland and hanging out after uh, SVA classes when I took after school classes with some kids. It was grimy as shit. And it was, it was, it was carnival atmosphere, you know? I mean, there were hookers. There were people peeing all over the place. I mean, you didn't have to go into the theaters. I desperately wanted to go in oh, there, though. Sure. That row of theaters on 42nd Street was like fucking heaven. It was like the pyramids. Well, Walk in and see garbage. Well, remember, we would get day. double feature ads yeah. on TV yeah. late night on Channel 9. Yeah. Yeah. And they would be martial arts or horror. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like phantasms with 
with pieces of shit. I just I spit on your grave and uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, you know, microwave mask. That's later, I think. Or yeah. Whatever the fuck. They all scared the shit out of me because I figured everybody who made them was depraved and crazy. You know what I mean? You know, I just figured, well, you gotta be. Cra-. And then you see pictures in the movie magazines when you get a little older, and you're like, fuck, a bunch of film students and old jaded bored. Yeah. Dudes who used to make, you know, we're making commercials. Yeah. Now we're going to just make, you know, cut her up, Henry. But I think I think that's what made it so creative. The guys that wanted to make movies, yeah. they wanted to make money, yeah. and they used what they had yeah. to the best of their ability. The thing I liked about those movies that I don't like about modern movies, and I don't want to get into a I hate modern movies thing, but I think it's, 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 it's an interesting thing to see. You watch some piece of shit on YouTube, and it's a piece of shit. I enjoy it, maybe. I don't enjoy it. But, you know, I put, you know, name a goddamn film from the 60s to the 80s. And half the comments on YouTube are, they don't make them like that anymore. Movies today are garbage. This is the real deal. And I'm like, shit is shit. You know what I mean? I mean, shit is shit. There's just different reasons. Back then it was cynical. And now it's, I think a lot of the problems are the self-awareness. That there's, it's like, it's like the way music, rock and roll music and rap and punk got. At first, you did it because you had to, or you loved it, or it was a quick way to do something to get somewhere. Now, it's, everyone's a fan. Everyone's seen everything. Everyone is trying very, very hard to fool the audience, manipulate the audience, or or, or do the first, you know, well, we've cut somebody up this way, we're going to do it this way. You think we're going to go left, but we're going to go right. We've got twist endings up the ass. We've got technology that allows you to do so much more now uh, with for less money. You don't have to make that puppet. You don't have to actually throw that actor down there. Nobody has to. And and it's just like everything's so self-aware and trying so hard. And it used to be a bunch of bored. I'm not saying it's better because there's a lot of good movies made now, I'm sure. And there was mostly shit made back then. Of course. Again, it goes back to you see something when you're 13. Right. It's going to affect you. There are people... I, right. Like the golden age of comics is when you're 13. You know, a paranormal activity does nothing for me. I don't even want to see it. But I there are it. there are kids yes. that saw it that that's... That's gonna, their phantasm. And, and you got to let them have it. Of course. You can't just, you can't just go... And I, on the other end of it, I, I, it drives me nuts when kids... When younger people and kids and people who have this, like, you know, I got to notch these films and I've... You know what I mean? I've got to see harsher and harsher. It's almost like a pornographic thing. You know... Uh, this many women in the scene, this many holes being worked is like this many killings. I, I, I really am more interested in quality over quantity. Right, well, and that can still be a bad movie. Well, it's it's, it's the is, genre. So, yeah. you know, horror porn. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't want to see that. That's not what I want in a movie. Yeah. I, I like zany crazy movies that make no sense in a lot of ways yeah yeah you you're good at that i have yeah. a problem with that I, it's like i have to watch a movie twice sometimes because i'll have trouble if there's a tonal shift right. or if they i mean i like the idea of not explaining things quite a bit i like the lovecraftian thing of you know romero not explaining the zombies i don't need that but you know the end of cemetery man you remember i was like really i was like sitting here going what the fuck and it made me not know if i like the film or not uh, I, the second time we watched it over your place, I was like, oh, I'm good. You know what I mean? It's like, I know what to expect. I can just watch it and enjoy it. But I really felt, a, I mean, it shifts really strangely. It almost becomes a, another film. And uh, Return of the Living Dead, the first time I saw it, I don't think I liked it. Really? Yeah. And it's like my favorite. It's one of my absolute favorites. I think that what happened with Return of the Living Dead was, I found parts of it. I watched it by myself, I think. And I found it really scary. 
But then I found the funny parts really off-putting that they were joking around while these characters were getting murdered, you know. And it was it was throwing me for a loop. The big strong guy gets knocked out early, which is now a reverse a kind of cliche now. Any movie that you see, uh, I was why I watched The Ritual on Netflix and I enjoyed it on the whole. And but it was it was like I wasn't shocked that the guy who knew what he was doing got taken out because they seem to like taking out the person who has the compass and the, and the, and has been in the woods before. That way, there's. It's scarier for everybody else. Right. He's I, not the final guy. Every horror movie now seems to be a family tragedy and uh, someone goes to a house. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Right now is you lose your son or daughter and you move to a place where it's cheap to film. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and shit happens. Yeah. And I'm... I, and that's why there only has to be three or four yeah. actors in right. a whole movie. And on, on the one hand... I dig the I dig the fact that there's this demo, democracy and that you can just go grab equipment now and go make a fucking movie. I mean, if I grew up now, I'd be a pig in shit that you can just go animate of online. Course. That I, I could actually make a fucking milk and cheese film or something like that. I could just make a one minute thing. I can make a drawing and play with it and everything. I mean, me and my friends tried to make films as kids, like a lot of people with eight millimeter. I had an eight millimeter yeah. Super 8 camera. It was horrible. It was all terrible. I did not have that drive. I mean, in some ways, I really admire people, even if I don't like their films or if I don't like them personally. But a guy like Kevin Smith goes out and he gets his films done. I have no interest in him or his films. I, th I just, he gets them done. And, and I respect that, you know. But now it's a lot easier to just go get some people and, yeah, find a nice location, have a hysterical woman and a crazy man. I, 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 it's not a trope I love. It's not something that's working for me. I've tried a few of them, but there'll be two or three of them. I'm sure that are terrific. Right, they'll and be amazing. Let's find those and and enjoy them. You know, pick and choose. I mean, there's a lot of movies I love. <laughs> I was thinking we could talk about film. Yeah, not in crazy academic ways or anything, but like, and one what of the crazy academic crazy academic ways. <laughs> Page seven hundred and turn forsooth. Uh, yes, asterisk, blah blah blah. I can't even make an academic joke. I don't care. <laughs> I'll admit when there's a movie that I like that I think is not a good movie. And I'll just go, this, this works for me. I'm not going to do special pleading for it, though. Yeah. It works for my, like you were saying, certain experiences. If you saw movies at a certain time in your life with friends and you love that, certain movies are going to be nostalgic favorites. I'm not going to tell anybody. I, I loved Halloween 2 when it came out. I had a piss at watching yeah, I that. I dislike that movie so much. It stinks. It's just not good. But when it came out, I was, I was, you know, a bloody best of Fangoria. You know, it was perfect timing for me. He walks through glass. That's all it took to excite me. You know what I mean? That was fucking wild. Sure. And here's Dr. Loomis again. And here's uh, Laurie Strode again. And here's The Shape. Wee! I'm happy. And we stayed in the lane. We watched it. And we stayed again because they, didn't, they wouldn't clear you out. And I have... Fond memories of that movie because the audience reactions were amazing. People went crazy. And because me and Rob and the other guys knew what was happening in the movie, we would start screaming right before the shit happens. Oh, that's about the awesome. whole Which is obnoxious. We didn't do it all the time, but I have a, a great memory of, of that bullshit. Halloween 2 is terrible. If I go back to a movie and I think it's terrible, I'm, I'm going to go, you know what? It didn't work for it's me so anymore. It's, 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 it's everything Halloween wasn't. Yeah. And it's just... It's just by the numbers and... And, you know, you change over. That's the thing. I don't understand liking movies uncritically. It's hard to explain. I'm, I'm super critical. Ha ha. We, you and I are. We've, no, we I'm would not. come at it... <laughs> 
you and I would come out of movies and end up getting into arguments with the rest of the group. And and people. People, yeah. And, and strangers. And strangers, <laughs> yeah. Back in, I mean, walking out of Batman. Oh, Batman. You don't like Batman because Evan doesn't like Batman. No, he doesn't like Batman because Batman sucked. Oh. I, Batman was terrible. Terrible. But everybody wanted to love Batman. I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it too. I, I mean, at the t- and I'm and at the time, I didn't hate Tim Burton. I didn't hate his tropes and his bullshit. You know, his you know out you know poor little Robert Smith in the corner characters. You know what I mean? But Batman was crap. It was just bad fight. You know, it's a I, bad Batman I movie. It's a bad, bad action movie. movie. Yeah, it's a terrible action movie. It, it, it's a bad science fictiony movie. I remember. I think it was Harlan Ellison said it was the most realized city Gotham was since Blade Runner. Bullshit. It's, it's a half a block of crap. But I also I, Harlan Ellison is also a perfect example of somebody who I grew up being kind of reverent, reverential to. It's going, he's intelligent. He's he's ballsy. But I cannot. Fucking stand that man. I mean, especially after meeting him. But what if he listens? From the dead? Yeah. Because he's what? Working on uh, Last Dangerous he's Visions? Still, under the... Yeah, he's still right. Fuck him. Ah, he'll never get in he's there. He's in a window in heaven. Oh, just he, yeah, that's right. I'm going to be in a bookstore in heaven um, <laughs> talking about myself. But it's like, you know, there's certain things that, like, I just got, you know, Hunter Thompson, William Burroughs, uh, who's the fucking drunk? Poet, oh, right. Bukowski? Bukowski. I enjoyed all this stuff. Partly, I felt like I should. Partly because I did. But at some point, I just went, hmm, there's things I can pick and choose. But I got tired of all these badass, stupid mm. men. Well, do you feel you pulled grew- a, One shot a woman. One's an... They're all assholes, you know? Did, I mean, you, did you grow out of it? Yeah. Did, yeah. And, but, and that's what well, happened. I just also became more critical of what I was reading, going, you know... I. You know, of all of them, Burroughs has the most interest to me. But I mean, at the other time, I just feel like it's you know, the the cult of personality, the bullshit angle of he. This one's a genius. So I'm sorry. I you know this whole separate the art from the artist. I have, before this became general, many other people are like this. I'm sure too. It's not. I'm not unique. I could easily separate the art from the artist. There's a lot of art out there. I don't have any investment in anyone. I don't have any heroes. And that's the thing about horror movies too. If I say I hate American Werewolf in London. People will get bonkers about it. Yeah, and that's I've... not your personality. I'm not, and I admit the way that I used to argue with people, but... I would try to, I would try to, of course, piss yeah. them off. Was... I would try to get under their skin, and it, I would make it sound like a personal attack. To me, I realize I can't be in someone's head to know okay. why they like it. Right. There are one or two things I like about that film. Yeah. Oh no. It, yeah. But exactly. But I, overall, I, I don't really like. I, I didn't think like the it. Ending's when I, terrible. The ending is terrible. Who brings a car crash to a horror movie? <laughs> John Landis, because he brings a fucking car crash to everything. But he's he's gonna end up with it. He's gonna end up with a lifetime Oscar because he made a lot of feel good bullshit that people love. Yeah, a lot. And he's of... a terrible director. He makes terrible movies. Uh, you know, I mean, his movies are chopped up chunks of scenes of. Like, well, what do we do now? Nazi werewolves. What does that have to do with anything? Don't know. Yeah, I, I want to do it. Yeah, I think he has a lot to... You know, I think his fans love the largeness of what he does. I think, he's a, better, so... I think he's a better fan. He has better fan knowledge. When I've seen him talk about stuff, I find him interesting. Kind of like the Peter Bogdanovich of horror yeah, movies. Yeah, on uh, Trailers from Hell. Trailers... I like... Yeah, but the only guy I can watch on Trailers from Hell is Joe Dante. He doesn't have an attitude. He doesn't try to. He's not trying. He wants you to see the film. He's not trying to push Joe Dante on you. But yeah, I I, I wanted to see American. I liked American Werewolf London when it first came out. 
but something was bothering bothering me about it. I mean, first I thought it was it was not as good as the Howling. The Howling was a hipper movie. Yeah. And again, the Howling was one of my. I saw it like probably three or four times when it came out. It was a really good film when I when it came out. When we, one of the things that was interesting is when we went to see films at Exhumed, the the film. Uh, what do you call something like that? Collective. Film collective? No. Three guys? Can you call like the Three Stooges are a collective? The Ritz Brothers are a collective. No. Abbott and Costello? Not no. a collective. Not a collective. <laughs> um, Marx Brothers? Yeah, collective. So, film series, film present, film thing, which which I really miss. Oh, I miss it like yeah. crazy. That was a great time. That oh. was so enjoyable. I, even though we were exhausted on the way home and we were way too old to be driving two hours. We, 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 we were young enough to do it. I couldn't do it I now. couldn't do it now. I don't think I could do it now. You want to drive two and a half hours to see Evil Dead, the original one, three more times in the theater? Or Evil Dead 2. No, that was... We saw Evil, we Dead, saw Evil 2, Dead 2, I think, a But bunch you know of what? I could watch. That still holds up for me. But a lot of those movies did not hold up. And I was like really Pumpkin kind of... Head? Well, Pumpkin Head? Pumpkin Head... We went despite that. I don't remember what it was playing. It would be interesting to see what those were playing with I and think talk it, about it. Because Pumpkinhead stinks. I think that was one of their sorry. like four movie lineups yeah. thing. Yeah. The Burning might have been on that. Well, that, I hate The Burning, but I love The Burning. The Burning is fucking hilarious. You I get mean, to see What's-His-Name's-Testicle. No, thank you. It's no, right you. there. Was that the, Coming at what, you. the guy for, <laughs> in 3D? Was that the Jason Alexander guy? No, te- no, no. That's what, no, it's uh, the other guy who's in... Uh, what was it? The... Uh, it was some annoying oh, this people. is the best podcast. This is the best podcast. Yeah, we finally <laughs> oh, hit it. Trying to figure out the <laughs> short circuit. He's in short, short circuit. Short circuit. Who is he? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen anything else with him. I don't care. I hate. You know. I think it's a terrible movie. That's a, see. That's one of the movies where people seem to love that. The movie's a discovered classic. Well, I don't know why, to be honest, because it's a really schmucky film. I think sometimes when you feel like you've seen everything, yeah. you're a fan of '80s films, yeah. right? And you think you've seen everything, yeah. and then all of a sudden they go. Hey, we just restored this movie. It's an Ooh. event, I guess. And now you're like, know. oh my God. Not I true. Have another one. People are allowed to like it. I'm not going to say you're stupid to like it. I would have said that maybe up to about 15 years ago. What are you, a fucking moron? And then somebody says to me, what are you, a fucking moron for liking that? And I go, where the fuck are you going? And then we have a, you know what I mean? And it's like assholes in a bucket. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, what are you fighting over? It's just fucking movies, you know? I mean, it's not a fact, unfortunately. I can't factually say The Burning is a terrible movie. It's a terrible movie. But it's a funny movie to watch with a crowd, man. We had a fucking oh. pisser. Because oh I had God. seen it all. We saw it over your place with, with the crowd, with, with, with the apes. And it was funny. We were all laughing. But with a crowd, that movie is a fucking oh, riot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Something can suck, but it could be a lot of fun. I mean... Well, I, I, I always feel guilty that when I think of my favorite horror, I'm not thinking of movies that scare me. I'm not thinking of movies that... Uh, are brilliantly right. constructed. I'm thinking of just Enjoyment. wackiness. Right. Yeah. No. It, I. It's a giant... out out of it. It's it's over the top. It's audacity, which is a lot of the Jap- a lot of Asian films is why I think people really were like because it was what the fuck was that? It's one reason I like watching foreign horror movies, uh, because or sometimes pre code even though they're a little boring because they don't know they don't care. They don't care. They don't give a shit. And they have their own folk tales. They have their own culture. And they have their own tropes. I don't know those tropes. Which is why I loved when we were getting into uh, Japanese horror stuff back in the 90s. And and we had theaters. Well, when we were getting into, seriously getting into the Hong Kong stuff, the the, the Jean Wu stuff. We were lucky enough that they were showing things like The Killer and, and Hard Boiled. And we could see East is Red in a theater 
then we started going to the actual uh, the uh, music the, palace. Sure, and, and other Chinatown theaters. And you go to the Chinatown theaters, and you had no idea what you were going to see. Sometimes that's how we saw this first Stephen Shepard film. Yeah, we had no. We Hail were going to leave. Judge. Hail the judge. We were going to leave. We laughed our asses We went to see a not very good Jackie Chan film. It was like the dull police. He was trying too hard. You was remember? that? What was it? Twin Dragons? I don't remember. I think it was the. It was one of the police. What was it? With Fatty Ken Chung was in it, but he's boring. You know, he doesn't even get to be. He's just mean. Mean Ken Chung. But it was one of the ones. It was the one where he was like really trying seriously to do a procedural, and it really didn't have a lot of action. And we, and it, that was great because not only do we not know the cliches and the tropes of what's in Asian cinema, but here's Asian cinema for that audience. It's not being processed through uh, 13th Street Playhouse or anything. You know, it's not like the we think, right, the wines, we, we think this is going to sell with a Western, we were just hit over the head with what was getting watched at that time and we got really lucky mm. and it was hilarious. Oh yeah. And I love that. I miss that like crazy. I mean, I mean, video's great, demand is great, but... There's something to be said that you can pause things and go to the bathroom. Oh, hell yeah. there's no experience like being, being in a in crowd. The, being in a crowd. And that's what I miss about going to see Exhumed. If uh, the uh, the Alamo. I'm a little nervous about the Alamo, to be honest, because of the hipster whiff of it all. But you know what? I mean, in general, I've gone there to was a, a hipster whiff when we went to the movies in the 90s. There was... Yeah, I, I went to a few films in Brooklyn. Yeah. I, I saw the the Last Dragon. It, oh, it's usually filled with Dragon. lots of fans that are yeah. very happy yeah. to be there. So yeah, I'm assuming you know. To be honest, the hipster thing's not as bad in a lot of ways. Everybody's shit. We're doing a podcast in 2019. We're starting it. Ugh, you know what I mean? We're yeah. a little late for the fucking cutting edge. You know, but it's like I love seeing movies. I love seeing horror movies in the theater, and I love when it was abundant, and I loved when you could share it with a crowd that was just there for a good time not there to write a fucking paper mm. or to learn how to make their horror movies you know you were just there to get out of the house yeah even if it hopefully was... watch two movies sometimes if you're crazy watch more than two movies and and then go see two more next week i mean it was it was fucking amazing to just open up the paper and go oh shit i missed blood beach well here's boogans here's halloween 2 and you, I, I like you to talk more. I'm sorry. You know how I am. I will talk a lot, but we could try to. That's okay. We could do more than one of these. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what I mean. I so know. who are you? I'm. <laughs> now I'm all nervous again because it feels like we're starting over. I'm Evan Dorkin. Okay. And who are you? I'm Paul Yellovich. Are you sure of that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure of anything. <laughs> this was fun. And what's the name of the podcast? Tear Them Apart. Tear them apart. Tear them apart. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!